What's up, fellow listeners? Happy, hopefully you're listening to this on Tuesday as I post. Uh, we are back in the studio. This is the second podcast in less than 24 hours. I did take a sabbatical from podcasting and I had enough people complain to me, which tells me at least I've got like five people that listen because those people are asking me every week. So, uh, here we are sometimes in life, we got to take breaks from things and there ain't nothing wrong with that. Before we get started, remember we're a proud member of LMK Productions. Go check out the Pick 4 podcast with my boy Mark Youngblood uh, on Thursdays. Check out every Friday, Mr. Ty King's Win, Loser, Tie. That's T-Y-E. Same place you're listening to mine and same place you can find theirs. And uh, Look up Hate Pod. You'll get some good laughs and it might inspire you to be hateful and to send in your own Hate Pod to the Pick 4 podcast at gmail.com. That one is the best one that we have because it's balls everybody. Um, today in the studio, we have you, I think you may be our first traveling, uh, guest in the show all the way here from Dallas. Very nice. My cousin, Miss Stacy Hargrave. Hey, hey, glad to be here. I think, yep. I've taken this on the road once. We traveled all the way to my neighbor's house. So it was like a five minute, five minute transition but so, hey, so but everybody's been from lubbock so we're venturing out now i mean you know i traveled a whole five hours into the middle of nowhere for you so you did just keep that Te- in mind <laughs> technically it's a stop on the way home from i'm sure what was a, an amazing week at the cabin by yourself yeah for sure so. but you could have gone a different direction and gone straight to dallas and you came through lubbock yes i did detour a little bit so, okay. so it's much appreciated i'm glad we're getting to do this i think you text me when i first started podcasting like dude i don't know what i want to talk about but i want to be on your show soon yeah absolutely so i'm glad we finally and here managed we are. to get it working out here we are podcasting we'll in see this where this phenomenal takes us isn't this an awesome studio studio I and mean, i just noticed that what you're wearing fits in well in the the uh, almost like a pick four <laughs> studio the uh having said that with lady griffith studio covered in pink in the pink studio I mean, One of these days the goal is Cassandra and I are trying to in the process of building a house so we can have a bigger yard with a pool. I'll have a studio there. For now, Rainsley takes over or we take over Rainsley's room and she does not appreciate it. I mean, I can understand, but again, as your older cousin, I've mm. known you your entire life. Yeah. I can't say the pretty pink princess room for a podcast studio surprises me. Like, I mean, it's pretty I mean, fitting, it just, right? It just works. <laughs> we started off in Reagan's room, who's the 17-year-old. And she, after about the third one, she's like, all right, you got to go. Because this is her computer. That's where yeah. I'm getting the garage band. And she's like, I, you got to get out. I'm like, all right, fine. But here we are. Awesome. So one thing we've been wanting to talk about, and I think it hits home with, with you, with me, with anybody that knows us, our close family. Um, I personally believe that society in general, and I do believe it's probably getting worse via social media. Um, everybody who's listened to my podcast, if not, go back and listen to the one I did with Reagan about my views with social media. Even though, yes, I use it on Facebook and Instagram, whatever. It's for podcasting alone. I can't stand social media. It has altered our perceptions us being a society in what we define someone as beautiful or how pretty someone is and how somebody should look whether it's a female whether it's a male um, and we get kind of uh, like in a trance I can't think of a better word right now on how we view what people should look like okay? absolutely we're, we're conditioned through 
through the media essentially to have this definition of beauty and what is what is and is not acceptable and let's face it most of us are never going to meet that standard no that 100 percent so 100 percent so having said that is we wanted to talk about with kind of struggles with weight and in the way that we perceive ourselves or maybe we perceive other people in it's not at all what media says it should be in order to to see somebody as beautiful or to see somebody as is the way they look body image body perception is kind of what we're going to go into so before we even get into that kind of like introduce yourself where are you from yeah give me something absolutely so i'm stacy um cousin to Landry, and I currently live in Dallas. I actually grew up here in the Lubbock area, grew right. up in Brownfield. Um, so good, good small town West Texas girl at heart. Um, valedictorian of your class too. Valedictorian of my class and a fighting Texas Aggie. I'm very proud of it. Uh, so I just want to throw out because I'm but... hoping she's listening just because you're, she's your sister. Lindsay was the salutatorian, correct? Yes. And you got valedictorian yes, as the younger, little sister. Younger sister. I uh, just throwing that out there has nothing out. to do with the podcast, but I just got to throw that out there. <laughs> Sibling rivalry. This is hilarious, and I don't even know why I'm thinking of this, but when you no, this was for Lindsay's graduation. I don't know how much older she is than you. Three years. Three years. I, I'm trying to figure out about how old I was when y'all were graduating. Um. Anyways, I was young. Yeah. You played clarinet. Clarinet in the band. And so I remember you being down in the band. We're up in the, uh, wherever they graduated. I don't know if it was in the gym. It doesn't matter. But it was the seats that like uh, that fold up and you got to push down, right? Yeah. I spotted you and you spotted me. And we were just waiting for the, the ceremony to start. So you were doing like goofy little faces at me. <laughs> and you stood up and sat down real quick because you were going to see if I would mock you. Okay. I stood up and sat down, but when I stood up, the seat <laughs> popped up and I fell on the ground, and I've never been so embarrassed. I don't know why I had forgot about that entire moment until just now. That's, that's so funny. That's amazing. <laughs> I'll never forget that. That's hilarious. That is too funny. You are a true West Texas girl, though, and the reason I know you're true to West Texas is you, every time you come in this area, you always stop at Taco Villa. Uh, Taco Villa. So I've this. This has definitely been my round of um, catch all the good favorites that I can't get yep. in Dallas. So yep. there have been a couple of stops at Taco Villa, and it is Taco Villa, not, not Taco Villa, as yeah. you apparently taught your son to say. Um, <laughs> me and my buddy JP say the Villa, and it drives people I'm, nuts. And uh, when I'm Riley not said lie, that. I, Went to Brownfield this morning to get some good Taco Bell Express burritos to freeze for my sister I, and I. I thought that you got those from the Cub. They're both. So both places do them. And so I okay. kind of whoever's. Whichever one you called the night before. And, yeah, pretty much. So well, I had never I had those that. before. And one time you were here, I think you were staying at mom's house and you went to go pick up a bunch to freeze. And so I went there not too long ago. I think it was the Cub. Yeah. I was blown away at how good those breakfast burritos were. I, there, there is, there truly is no equal. So people, if you live in the West Texas area, go down to Brownville, either yep. Cub Drive-In or Taco Express. 
best breakfast burrito you will ever have. I, I agree. Have tried to replicate it. It can't happen. It cannot happen. And so I'm not ashamed to say that my, between my sister and I, I just brought home four dozen burritos for us to freeze. It's a good idea, for, though. Like forever. That's a really good idea. I've never thought about doing that until you did it that one time. I'm like, is these burritos that yeah, good? Not, they not are ashamed. delicious. Which, which again is a perfect lead-in to a conversation about. <laughs> Not only did I just buy four dozen burritos to take home, I am sharing some of them, but I was also eating cookies in the car on the way over here. So um, those were actually just United Lemon cookies, but they were real good. (laughs) So then you graduate high school, you get your way, I'm assuming scholarships, right? Because you're a valedictorian. I had a couple of scholarships, but by no means. No. Full scholarship. I always I mean, thought that parents, was a real thing. I guess parents it's not. paid the way, you know. Over to A and M. I grew up an Aggie fan, and I don't really know why I was always attracted to the Aggies. But I remember you gave me the experience of a lifetime. You were a senior. Um, I was in either seventh or eighth grade, and I got to go down there. For those of y'all who don't know, by the way, listen, this is Aunt Rhonda's daughter. All my friends know Aunt Rhonda. Everybody loves Aunt Rhonda. <laughs> JP loves Rhonda. Rhonda's the craziest. So she has a reputation. Yeah, so Rhonda picked me up, and we got to go down, stay at your apartment. So we did the Midnight Yell. Yeah. Uh, for those of y'all that don't know, even if, like, now that the A&M's not in the Big 12 and haven't been in forever, um, you can be an Aggie fan now. We couldn't before if you're in Lubbock because you got to be. But now there's no, they'll never play each other anyways. But the Midnight Yell, I think, is one of the coolest traditions. And you took me to – I had been to some here when A&M played Tech. Yeah. But at the stadium, there's no beating it was it. the coolest thing. So then when we go to the game the next day, um, pouring down rain, time of my life. You walked me through the quad before. I remember seeing the uh, the freshmen for the drum line standing at attention to protect the drums. I'm mm-hmm. assuming they were probably the yeah. freshmen. Yeah, yeah. Um, walked me through that building, and you made me, like, dude, listen, you have to take your hat off. Like, I'll never, like it was such a fun experience. But at halftime, the seniors get to go down on the field for the team to run through, right? So we did at the time. They don't actually, the oh, SEC, God. unfortunately, does not allow it anymore, which really is a shame. That's yeah. sad. You really can't is. break tradition, especially with the school that's as tradition-based as it's, it is. It's a tough one, but So yeah. I got to experience something that people may never. Because you snuck me in. We were going down there, and, like, you knew the guy who was letting people in. You were like, hey, like, this is my cousin. Like, just let us do this. So I got to go stand on the field. I got a picture with Reveille. Yeah. That was probably, we had front row seats yes, on second yes. deck right at the yep. right at the sign, Welcome to Aggie Land. Yep. That was <laughs> one of the, the better trips man. I've ever had. And that night you took me to what A and M was hosting a uh like a haunted house there. And it's the first oh, haunted house right. I've ever been to, and I didn't want to tell you, but I've never been so scared that in my was life. A, that was the vet school one, yep. I think. It was and, at, and I remember it was on campus. Yes, that was scary as hell. I'm not going to lie. Like, I'm not a huge haunted house fan. <laughs> I'm not a huge haunted house fan anyway. But yeah, I, I, I still to this day remember yep, the that vet was school fun. haunted house, man. Uh, you've actually got, so Reagan, our oldest, is bound and determined to go to dental orthodontal school and A&M apparently has an amazing program they do so she's very interested and we're hoping sometime during this football season if we can make it to where y'all can get down there and you can kind of show her yeah show her kind of what A&M's all about go to a game if you can but that would be cool that'd be the greatest experience I knew yeah yeah, you don't mess around (laughs) you don't mess around what do you what is it that they say on campus like I'm gonna ask you we're on campus hey do you know what time it is don't you, you had told me that you would, like, look at your watch and you say, and you, by the way, UT still sucks. 
Oh, okay. I, I swore you used to I'm, tell me I that. might have, but it's that's been a while. I'm not. Like I'm not gonna lie. I mean, it's coming back though. You're gonna. You're gonna get howdied. You're gonna get whooped at. Yeah. It's you know, co- it's coming back though that that rivalry, believe it or not, is going to be just as fun as it always was now. In yeah, a it's, years. it's it's very interesting. I mean, obviously, reaction has been all over all over the board. Um, but what can we say? I mean, A and M's a leader. They knew what they needed to do. Here's and, here's my and opinion TU just that. finally was like, okay, maybe A and M knew yeah. what they were talking about. Here's my opinion towards that. I think that Oklahoma needs to get out of the Big Twelve because their caliber is way better than Big Twelve football. I really believe Absolutely. that. I think I they agree. they need to be in the SEC. I hate Oklahoma, but they need to be in the SEC competing against better teams. And I think we'll see them in playoffs, maybe some national championships, even playing in the SEC, which is elite. I do believe that. I think Texas is a joke. I don't think they haven't done shit since I think it was 2005 or six since they won an national. But everyone thinks they're big and bad. They're going to go to the SEC and – they are going to get so spanked by so many teams, and I can't wait for it to happen. That's what I think. That's what I feel, and I can't wait for that moment. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. Deep down inside, that's what I'm hoping will happen. I just too. don't see. They um, couldn't. They weren't that good in the Big Twelve, and now you're playing teams like A and M and Alabama and all the other teams in there. They're not gonna stand a chance. It's yeah, just not gonna it'll, happen. It'll. It's definitely much more competitive. I mean, A and M for sure had to step step up their game, but they met the challenge. No, and yeah, those first couple of years is like, man, what do we do here? Now it's like you hear A and M every every year. Yeah, it's I pretty mean, cool. We're we're moving on up there. Yep. We're what sixth preseason, so wow. number six preseason. I'm not too upset by that. <laughs> Absolutely, especially the season ticket holder. Anyway, so you, you graduate A&M, you moved to, I know you've been all over, was it South Carolina, now you're in Dallas working for... Interstate Batteries. Interstate Batteries, um, representing them well. We love seeing your pictures. You're like the queen of dress up, especially for Halloween. I feel like, I don't know what you do there, We don't. it's not what we're here to talk about, I, I'm assuming you're a team leader of some sort, right? Actually, so I actually know, I, I work on our um, with our national accounts team, so I'm an account manager, but we... Our culture, we like to have fun. We like mm. to do things. And so, and I have never in my life met a dress-up day that I was not going to take advantage of. <laughs> if, you, um, if there's prizes to win, no one's ever going to beat you. There doesn't even need to be a prize, quite honestly. <laughs> Everyone knows um, what Stacy going to do this year. You know, drama in high school. My sister and I both love Halloween. So she and I are, we're just truly she soul sisters. Now I see pictures we're, of the whole family. Yeah, that's soul right. Sisters. That's um, right. We both have costume closets and don't understand how everybody doesn't have Wait, a you costume don't have <laughs> closet in their homes. Uh, so yeah, it's um, it's always fun doing any type of any type of dress up, and I love I love the Disney villains. So I've done quite a few of those. Those are probably you my favorite. You slay with those. I think was it uh, Maleficent? The birds was my favorite, probably though. Honestly. Which one? When oh, the Chippy Hedron from the birds. Yeah, I liked the monkeys that you did, the red ones, but I think the Maleficent. Yeah. You are her, like spot on. Do you get in character, or do you just dress up? Like, are you? Oh no, um, I. What do they call like method acting? I will fully like get into character, and uh, on the Maleficent one, I actually was going over to our cousin Elena's house that night um, for Halloween, and I was handing candy out in full character Maleficent, and you know, you you got to just embrace it and enjoy it. So that's funny. All right, we're getting off track, but that's okay. So, kind of what. What is it that made you want to talk about this topic in specifics? Yeah, so, you know, we already kind of talked about, like, society sets this 
what I believe is a completely unreasonable standard. Absolutely. Of, it started with Barbie. Yeah, of of beauty and, and what, you know, not only how a woman should look, but now you're even seeing it um, with men as well. And so when it comes to weight and body image, like, let's face it, I mean, honestly, who who doesn't struggle with that, yep. right? Um, whether you're overweight or you're thin, even... Even people that I may look at and be like, what on earth do they have to complain about? They're yeah. absolutely gorgeous. Chances are deep down inside there's something Agreed. about that they don't like about themselves yep. or how they look and they, they don't feel that they're meeting up to the standard. And I mean, full disclaimer, by no means am I an expert. It's not even <laughs> this is not even what I do in life. It's not like I'm a nutritionist or something. But I have struggled mm-hmm. against weight. Yeah. And, and a positive body image my entire life. Sure. Um, I mean, our our family has faced it. I mean, we're we're no strangers to obesity. We all we all fight it. Started at a very young age. I mean, I was taught to sneak food when I was real. Started really young. I right. Mean, if you you can have it, but just hide it. You don't need to. You don't need to tell people that we went by Taco Bell and right. got that burrito when we ran to the grocery yeah. store. Um, yeah. You know, I, I, I truly, I can remember in fourth grade having to write down, we were writing down our New Year's resolutions. Mm. And in fourth grade, my number one New Year's resolution to was lose, lose weight. Ah, oh, that's heartbreaking. And that's just insane, right? That's I mean, fourth grade, like. That's uh, like nine, ten years old. Yeah, I mean, there's just, you shouldn't be having to do that. I was. I was tall for my age in elementary school and even kind of into junior high. I was always one of the tallest kids in class, which also equated to one of the bigger kids in sure, class. Sure, absolutely. all my friends were just tiny, yep. smaller people. And so I I just, I was always one of the bigger girls. And you stood and out just from height alone. Yeah, just from height alone. And there were only a couple of us that were tall like that. And so it's... That and then just, you know, seeing it within the family, um, I fought it my entire life. Like I said, I mean, to this day, I have horrible eating habits again. I would yeah. eat cookies on the way yeah. over here I to talk too. about weight. Like, right. so not the, not the best decisions all the time. But I think it's, you know, we've, we've got a family history of it. We've, we've all seen it happen. And it was really in, in high school for me. Um, you know, again, I... I can remember I, I maybe weighed 130 pounds in high school, mm-hmm. and I thought I was fat. Yeah, I mean I would kill to, yeah, <laughs> to 130, be at that point now. Same like, here. That's I'm a long I'm, ways away from a yeah. Like I look pounds. back and I'm just like, oh my gosh. But I I considered myself fat at that point, and then from high school. So my parents divorced when I was in high school, and food was an easy thing to turn to. Food and eating it. It masked the pain. It, I didn't yeah. have to talk about stuff. And so I just went on a really kind of a downward cycle from there. Um, you know, college, just horrible eating habits. Well, never, and anybody and in college, you're, in college right? you're away from home. You don't have any discipline. You don't get to open the fridge and you have food in there, which is always so funny for people who met. Like, food doesn't just magically appear in you right. gotta go buy it yeah. Yeah. or you can go to mcdonald's or chick-fil-a right down the street right and when you're running between classes or you know we had what were called 
Aggie bucks. And so just on our student ID, like your oh, parents yeah. could yeah. just basically like a bank yeah. account. <laughs> it's and like putting money in someone's commentary. Anywhere on campus. And you know, you've got all these restaurants and you know, and I was like, I'm not gonna go to cafeteria, that's that's right. lame. Yeah. Whatever. I'm gonna cafeteria. I'm gonna go to the grill or right. I'm gonna go have this. And yep. so again, just just horrible eating habits my whole life and I, I still have them to this day. Um you know, moved to South Carolina after college and truly on my own for the first time ever. Yeah, you're way away from I mean, even what's A and M was what seven eight hours away, yeah. but still you. Yeah, I could come home on a South weekend Carolina is not a not a yeah, day drive. I mean, I knew no one in right. South Carolina, and I mean, again, food food has always been my comfort. I'm an I am an emotional eater, a bored mm. eater, like any anytime that sort of situation i mean i was just yep. gonna go it's it's not uncommon i mean even growing up we'd come to visit y'all and like first thing we do she always had the best stuff they always had like with the best and cookies and all that kind of stuff so it was always like cory oh miller talks we about it all the time house, and up. first thing we do is like go to the refrigerator <laughs> or go to the cabinet to uh, see what y'all yes, had absolutely. uh and so <laughs> so yeah i mean i'm just i'm an eater and i'm a quantity eater like it is insane at points in my life the amount of food that I could consume in one sitting. So yeah. when I lived in when I lived in South Carolina, like it would not be uncommon for me to go to a to go to Sonic and I would get two foot long chili cheese meals. Wow. And I could eat it all. Yeah. Did you do you And then probably still have dessert. Who do you get kind of to the point when you do that, because I do that a lot now too. I think my biggest problem is I eat too fast, so I, I don't listen to the triggers. Um, when you would do that, would you feel overly full and satisfied, or would, is that way it was kind of the norm and like this is just how I'm eating? Yeah, like I mean, it, it reached the point where it was kind of like that was the norm. I mean, I'm a I'm a quick eater. I can eat. I can just eat a lot of food. And some sometimes my eyes are bigger than my stomach, but back then. It, I, my, I mean, my, again, I could just eat an insane amount of food. Yeah. And so it it hit a point where, at my highest, I was at three hundred and ninety eight pounds. Good Lord. I see. I don't ever. And I'm going to get to that in a minute, but I never saw you as being that big. And I. So interestingly enough, I never saw myself as being that big. Really. Even though, like, I mean, like I, you knew you were big. I knew I was big, and yes, like I'd have to shop in. Uh, my mom and I always returned, you know, termed it the fat stores. Yeah, um, you know. My mom's calls it the same store. Right, I don't know like exactly. What, yeah, let's go, go to the fat store. We have to go shop at the fat store. I mean, so intellectually, I knew I was big, but when I would look in the mirror, it it really didn't truly compute. Like I didn't see myself as being that big, and I was young. I mean, I was twenties, late twenties, yeah. maybe um, at that point, and. Yes, you know, people would reach out and have conversations. Mm -hmm. And looking back now, no, I wasn't happy. No, you know, yes, I had a lot of limitations. I think at the time I would have been like, yeah, I'm I'm big. I'm big. And that's how Mm -hmm. I would have. I didn't think of myself necessarily as fat. Because I, I don't I don't like the term fat, honestly. I think it's super derogatory generally. I was going to get to that exact same thing. And so... I, the only reason I, I mean, I say it because that's kind of, it was a mindset at the time. Yeah, no, I'm with you. There's nothing worse than like looking, you hear people be like, oh my God, that look fat at that cow. fat girl or that fat cow or whatever. Yep. Um, it's extremely derogatory. And so I just saw myself as big and, or as, 
and it's very interesting because you know the medical term is morbidly obese. Morbid. There's obese and morbidly obese. Right. I mean, and and I was at the point of morbid obesity, which when you think about it, I mean, just that term alone and hearing that. Yep. And you would think that that might trigger something, or you know, like yeah, like the obese. Maybe maybe not. When you put morbid in front of it, you would think like, hey, okay, it's ooh, time that I get some help. Not good. Like my BMI is off the charts, but it, you know, again, it just for me, it's kind of it. It was what it was. I wasn't really happy, and I just continued to turn to turn to food. And I've I've probably been on every diet diet that ever exists. Every Bad diet, every sham yeah, diet, yeah. Um, you know, whatever, whatever you want to call the it. The Weight I mean, Watchers, the Atkins, the more, Ketos, yeah, all the company. That. I've spent so much money on diets. <laughs> we fall for that years. shit sometimes I mean, too. I, I mean, I probably could have like traveled around the world on on the money I spent yeah. on on dieting over the years. Um, and I would see sometimes I'd see successes. Like I went onto Weight Watchers when I lived in South Carolina, and I lost like seventy pounds. Wow, and. It was great, and I kept it off for a very short amount of time, and then comes right back. It came right back in my bad habits, and again. But you know. the thing is, too, and that people don't understand, and you and people a lot of times I don't think see it like this though. But eating and overeating and unhealthy eating and all that stuff is an addiction, just as much as cocaine, heroin, alcoholism. It's a real thing. Absolutely. My mom has told me that a thousand times. She told me, and this is, I don't even know what we were talking about at one time, but. She said that she kind of felt like she kind of went down the same road you did. She was never fat in high school, but she said she was always a size or two bigger than everybody else. She said that you kind of were the same way. Yeah. Not fat, but just a little bit bigger than the other girls. And then start eating more and start eating more. And I think for my mom is tragedy struck. And I don't know how big she was prior to that. Obviously, this is before I was born, but tragedy struck and she didn't know anyhow what else to do. Then she started eating, like you said, emotional eating. Um, and people, like you said, okay, that person's walking down the street and look at that fat ass over there, right? But what people don't know is maybe that fat ass had something going on. Right. You know, and it's disgusting that people think about that. Like, you think about an alcoholic or a drug addict, something probably happened to them at some point in their life that made them feel like they needed to turn to something. I think eating and overeating a lot of the times, not always, but a lot of the times is the same thing. It, it is. I think in, in many cases it absolutely is an addiction, but our society is not to the point that they necessarily see food as an addiction. And it's sad. So it's, we accept that alcoholism, yep. drug abuse, yep. uh, that sort of thing. But to your point, overeating is just well people should be able to control that mm-hmm. i mean just stop eating just I mean, stop how eating many times in my life have i heard that well just just stop eating just if it was that it's easy then hard. you wouldn't have had to have that conversation with that person in the first place like it's 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 not that hard i don't, yeah, it's I easy. don't understand and so you know people people who who truly have not struggled with weight at that level yep it, it is it truly it's hard for them to understand agreed for a lot of people, it is as easy as just, well, just stop eating that. Yeah. Just Put it make out. good choices. Yep. Um, and a lot of people can do that. And I applaud the people who can do that. I am not one. I'm never one. And I'm still not one. Yeah. I, I still struggle every day. I mean, I still, again, I'm pretty much never not dieting. I mean, even right. when I'm eating horribly, in my mind, I'm like... Okay, well, so I made some bad choices. I'll yeah, just be if better I did and this, I'll, then I'll start, I, yeah. I'll start back tomorrow. You know, again, I mean, all the nine million excuses that we've told ourselves. I'll start tomorrow was like uh, a running joke between my mom and Rhonda for years. I'll never oh, forget. Oh. Abs- yeah. Diet starts I'll, tomorrow. 
Right. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Or well, I, I like to start on a Wednesday. So on a Wednesday. Yeah, next eh? Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's already but, Wednesday afternoon. Damn, I got to wait a week. Yeah. Exactly. And so, so yeah. So it's just one of those things again. I mean, struggled whole entire life. Been on all kinds of diets. Um, I ended up, and it's again, it's not easy. So I would, I would have success on programs, but I would end up gaining back. And so, I, I knew for me. That for me to truly make a difference, I would have to go the surgery route. Yeah, I had just I had gotten too big. Yep. That you're never going to. I mean, again, I was just under 400 pounds. Losing, you know, needing to lose over 200. 200 pounds, plus pounds. Like that's that's not something that you're easily going to do. Yeah. Even on a good program like a Weight Watchers or, you know, Jenny Craig or one of those, mm-hmm. it's just. That is a lot to use, and it's a long time. And so, um, I, but I wasn't to the point where I was like, I want to go full on, like true gastric surgery, either gastric bypass or something like that. Those are significant surgeries that I mean, they are going into you, they are making alterations and changes on your stomach, and and it's it's a big commitment. And I mentally was not there at the time, but I knew I needed to do something. Um, so I ended up getting the lap band. Okay. Where basically they just they go in and kind of somewhere like just under your esophagus or mm. something, they put a band on there that you can get injections and it tightens it so that food just you can't eat a lot because it takes longer for the food to go through. So you kind of have like just this little pocket that you can fill, and uh, so it helps you lose weight because. I might. You can't eat as much. You cannot eat as much. And there's lots of foods that, I mean, you truly just like can't eat. Breads are really, really difficult. Because, because they're they so, get through. so dense. And they get stuck. Okay. And you got to, I'm assuming all that, you got to learn the hard way. You And you learn it, you learn it the hard way. And um, I mean, and, and the bad thing about the band is if you eat too much, there's nowhere for it to go because it goes through so quickly. So it is not uncommon if you have the band that you end up having to uh, throw it back up. Really? Because you've taken one bite, and it truly can be the difference in a bite between I feel fine to I have about 30 seconds to make it to the bathroom because I need to throw this back up because it gets caught. And it's just, hmm. it's, it's not pleasant no, in those absolutely. situations by any means. Um, so, again, I did the band, and I was, I was decently successful on it, lost weight, but it got to where – I was almost overly sensitive to fill when they would do the fills where it either too much could go through or literally like a sip right. of water would make me need to throw up. Wow. And so, um, very fine line. Yeah. It just, so it got to be kind of miserable. And so I finally, I finally made the decision where I was like, you know what? I, I truly, I'm going to have to have real surgery and I'm putting real in quotes mm-hmm. there because the band is still surgery. Surgery. Yeah. Um, and so I ended up doing the gastric sleeve. Okay. Where, so basically what they do is they go in and they close off with like approximately two thirds of your stomach. So your stomach's about a third, you only have about a third of your stomach. Um, fortunately, they don't have to do anything with like your intestines, mm-hmm. any of that. So every, your system still works like it's right. supposed to do. Right. As opposed to gastric bypass where they're actually going in and bypassing some yeah, stuff. Yeah, messing with the bowels. And... and it can mess stuff up and tend to be have more side effects mm-hmm. than, you know, that kind of stuff. And yep. so I ended up doing the sleeve in, I want to say 2005, I think. 
Um, and best decision I ever made. Looking back, I kick myself to go, why the hell did I not do this sooner? Really? Like, why Why was I so worried about this and why was I so scared about this? Were you scared of the actual procedure and the surgery or were you scared? scared that you might get negative connotation from other people like oh you cheat i hear this all the time you know where i where i work we do lots of uh gastric surgeries um so i take care of a lot of those patients of course my mom you your mom like i'm very familiar with it on a personal professional level but i've heard patients say that uh they did what took them so long is you're hearing from family friends whatever oh you're taking the lazy way yeah you're cheating why don't you just diet why don't you just exercise this is a this is a loophole and it's shitty was that going on in your head or it was just surgery i i think for me it was probably it was a little less of the oh you're taking the easy way out or you're cheating because you knew you were um because I tried other stuff. Right. And I, it has been years. I just I knew that that was a way for me to be successful. I think some of it was just the, the truly the actual the surgeries itself, knowing that they were, you know, again they're they're truly like blocking off part of your stomach. I mean, it's a major surgery. Having seen both mom and Aunt Rita go through gastric bypass and yeah. seeing some of the side effects of that. Um, and again, they were both successful on it, so it's right. not like, by no means were they truly like negative experiences for them. But I think it was just like this is a major surgery. It's huge, yeah. It, and it's elective. It's not like you know. At that point, for me, it was not like this is a life saving. We yeah. have to go right. in and do this. It right. would have hit that point had I continued on to the path yeah. that I was on. Absolutely. But it was. I think it was the mentality of it was elective, and this is a major, major surgery. And so my first thought was, okay, well, let's try the band because it's a little less intrusive. Okay, I like that idea. And too. let's let's see how that yep. works before I go like full bore mm-hmm. down this road. You know when. I grew up and I'm kind of backtracking for something you said earlier about how you can't stand the word fat. I can't either. Um, and I grew up like that, so I've never really used that term. Now, I'll look in the mirror and be like, ugh, you're getting fat. Like, I'll say that to myself, but I don't know that I ever have called anyone fat to their face. Yeah. Or about them, like should say, like I'm saying behind their back. But that's the way I was raised subconsciously because my mom – you know, as big as she was, and it was always like she couldn't stand to hear the word fat. So I think surely at some point in my life she said, hey, we don't we don't call people that. But when it really hit home is I never saw my mother as fat. I saw my mother as my mother, right? Like yeah, you don't even yeah, notice that's just even, who she is. Yeah. And then I, after she had surgeries a couple years, I remember I was in the kitchen going through some pictures, and I saw a picture from her from two years prior to that. If I showed you that picture right now, you probably wouldn't even recognize her. It blew my mind, and I was like, holy cow, Mom, I had no idea. But she trained me to think that. I remember when I was uh, uh, just getting started in the medical field about 12 years ago, we were having to move a patient onto an x-ray table, and then this is someone who, he wasn't a nurse, he's an x-ray tech, but said this, and he's like, dude, you're in the medical field. Like, we get into this to help people, right? And he said, uh, "It's well, let's pull that well over on top of this. And, dude, hey, and I spe- I'm a guy who stands up for what I believe in. If you make racial comments around me, you're going to hear it. If you if you make fun of gay people around me, you will hear it. If you make fun of fat people, and I did, and I put this guy in the place. The funniest thing is this guy's probably 350 pounds, very overweight. Yeah. But the fact that he said that, I was like, dude, I don't absolutely not. We're not saying that. Yeah. You know, I, I shut it down quick, but then I'm start thinking like, good lord, like there's just like 
I was raised different than to see people as fat. I was raised people see who they are. Right. Well, and I think it's also a like you're you're allowed to make fun of yourself, and so you'll you'll hear this a lot from bigger people. So I'm the same way. I I'm not gonna say I've never called somebody fat or said mm. they're fat, um, but I it's not my preferred choice. I yeah. mean, big big is kind of what yeah. I I you know that that's a mm-hmm. bigger a bigger woman or even if. I was going to describe my mom to somebody in a crowd they were looking for. I'd be like, oh, she's she's the bigger, the larger woman over there. Generally, you're not going to hear me like, she's the fat lady over there in the red shirt or right. something. Right, um, And so I think it's, and it's not uncommon to, again, it's that whole mentality of make fun of yourself before somebody else can. And I mm. think, especially for larger people, um, embrace that. And because if you laugh at yourself first, and if you make the fat joke first, no one's got anything then, to say. Then no, then they can't. It it doesn't hurt as much if you're the one doing it. It still yep. hurts because you recognize it. Yeah. But it hurts a lot less if you're the one laughing at yourself or you're making the joke before somebody else can do it and do it in a rude or derogatory manner. I do that, and I'm not trying to compare the two necessarily because they're way completely different as far as self esteem goes. But you would not believe how many times a day especially when i'm at work that i hear how short i am right like and i'm like but like a lot of times like i wish i was a good five seven five eight i'd be content with being as tall as my twin brother um which he's not tall but to me he's super tall right right? but i I hear that shit all the time over and over like after a while i did i get it and the thing is is i can't do anything about it like if it was a weight thing maybe but the stupidest question i always hear is how does it feel to be so short how can I answer that? Because it's not like I was six foot seven one day like and all of a sudden shrunk. Like I don't know. It feels feel like life. That's right. what I always tell people. I don't know. But it's There's a lot of that same thing to. is whenever I make fun, like if I can't reach something at work or at, hell, I even do it here. Reagan has to get things off the shelf for me all the time. And <laughs> when I ask her, it's like she wants to make fun of me, but she sees it. I'm just like, hey, I, like, I need help getting it. So like, it's it not even worth is, laughing right? at it anymore. And then yeah. the conversation moves on. So I'm sure it's a lot of the same thing is learning how to deal with it, understanding, recognizing, realizing if, if I can embrace what's going to happen, I may not be the center of everybody's or the target of everybody's ass of the joke. Well, exactly. And, and it's, you know, there's, there's so much bias in the world in general. Right. Yeah. And, and we talked about like unreasonable standards and that sort of thing. And it's, when you're when you are bigger, when you are large, um, and again, people don't always realize it, but you you face a lot of bias. You are treated differently in society. Oh, a hundred percent because of your size. And so, whereas for you being short, it may be that hey, you know, people laugh at you or something like that. But generally, you're not gonna at a restaurant. You're not gonna not be waited on because you're shorter than other guys. Yeah. Right. Whereas when you're large, you get ignored or you you get treated differently. I mean, I can clearly remember. And to this day, I almost refuse to fly on this airline because of this experience. But I was traveling with my sister and her husband and they had and my nephew, who was a year old at the time. And so because we were there as we were pre-boarding, because we had a child. Sure. And I, so I was with them and I was maybe four or five feet in front of them. Yeah. At, in, you know, going down yeah. the jet bridge. And the gate agent stopped me and was like, well, are you pre-boarding because of your size? And I was just like, no. This is family boarding. I'm pre-boarding with my family and There's this child here. 
And may he and at the time made the comment because this airline had just instituted the whole. You had to buy you, another ticket. They they could request that you buy another ticket if needed. Yeah. And he chose to, you know, he felt the need to call that out and point that out to me. And it was just, it was so, for me, offensive. I mean. I think that's probably the lightest word you can use right there. Yeah, I mean, it was just, it was insulting. It was offensive because he just immediately assumed that I must be pre-boarding because I was fat. Yep. Didn't even put into play that you have a family with you. I needed more space. I wanted to be able to claim the seat I had. Whatever, you know, whatever he had built up in his head. And it was, and like I said, to this day, it is a rare thing for me to fly, fly on that, that airline. You'll fly that airline if you absolutely and have everybody to. everybody in the world loves that airline. I think it's the best airline they've ever seen. And I, mm. I avoid it because yeah. of such, because of one extremely negative experience. That's horrible. But um, the sad thing is, is that's how people think and it just makes you wonder too when you're walking by is how many people are thinking all these shitty things and even if they're not saying them like yeah. you know what, what's going on in this asshole's head that that's what that's what they're thinking yeah and i and i mean yes i've had to request seatbelt extenders on airline flights mm. i mean let's face it i finally just got to where i would take the seatbelt extenders and travel <laughs> with it because yeah. i didn't have to ask for it again right um, and i had them for multiple airlines yeah. so i was i was always prepared um, but all that being said, I mean, it's, it's never, it's, it's not a fun experience. And there's, there's a lot of both of unconscious and conscious bias that you see out there. And so I finally, I made the decision, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to go for it. I'm going to do the gastric sleeve. So like I said, I, I want to say it was 2005. So it's yep. been 16 years, 16 years. Is that right? I can't add that quickly. I only know that because that's when I graduated. Um, <laughs> And like I said, best decision I ever could have made. I look back now and I'm like, what the hell was I thinking? Why, why did I not do this three, four years before the first time around? I know mentally I wasn't there yeah. yet. Well, I feel like you, you exude so much confidence now. Like I feel like you've always been super outgoing. Like regardless of what you look like, you've always like you, you could talk to a brick wall. Like I bet you've never made a stranger. You've never had a conversation with someone that didn't like you. You just have that type of personality. But would you say, (laughs) sure, you know, that's true, but would you say, I'm actually super introverted and generally don't like people. I'm really good at faking it. Apparently you have me fooled. Um, would you say that it got better once you had surgery? You lost the weight because now you know that you're talking. People are talking. You, you're no longer. What are they really thinking when they're talking to me? Yeah, absolutely. Even though they may not have ever been thinking. Yeah, anything. I mean, it definitely it makes a, a difference, and a lot of that is whether they're thinking about it or not. It's it's how you feel about yourself, yep. and so that's really where the, the whole body image part point. of the conversation comes in. It's really, it's are you comfortable in your own skin mm-hmm. and with who you are. And I never was when I was at my biggest yeah. or at those weights. So since the surgery, so I've lost over 200 pounds. Um, and I've, for the most part, very successfully kept that You've off. You've maintained that. Yeah, I've, I've kept that off for 16 years. Yep. Um, it's, did I say 16 years? 2005 was, was 16 years ago. You no, know, it wasn't 2005, it was 2000, it was 2015, huh? So, <laughs> <laughs> six years I told you math is in my head. I knew there was a five somewhere in there. I just, okay, well, I, tend to, I tend to forget. Um, is that right? I don't know. I'm so, at this point, I don't know when I had it. But let's just say, I had the surgery and I've, I've been successful, I've successfully been able to keep that Absolutely. Off. Have 
do I do I have swings? Absolutely. Mm. I've I've jumped back up and but now I'm much I'm at a point where when that happens and when I my bad habits start getting the best of me again and I see weight coming back on, I'm I can it triggers for me. And so I'm able to yeah, at that point now I can say, Hey, it's come tight. on, Stace. You've worked so this hard is, for you've this. You've worked yeah. hard. This is you don't want it. You know what it's like. You don't want to be there. And so I'm I'm able to you know mentally stop myself and do it where I those triggers they just never really clicked for me before. I was so far gone, mm-hmm. I couldn't do it. Um, Would you? Now I'm willing to work out. Yeah. Which, oh my god, there's nothing in the world to me that I. How often are you working out? So I work out a lot now. Like um, every day. Not ever. So I generally try. When things are going well for me and yeah. schedules allow, yeah, that sort of stuff, so. I usually try to work out like four days a week. So wow. Monday, Wednesday. You going to the gym or doing like at home type stuff? I so I do Camp Gladiator. I am a huge Camp Gladiator fan. I've been is. I've been doing that for like the past four or five years. Uh, it's basically an outdoor boot camp. Oh, nope. Um, I see around town a lot of church parking lots do that, and every so, time I drive by, I'm like, oh my god, y'all are crazy. So thank you. So that's exactly where I was. They used to there was one like just literally just a block from my house in the park, and I would drive home every day, and I would be like, these people are crazy. Yeah. What the fuck are they thinking? Yeah, no, I'm gonna continue. No on the way. Waterbird. Absolutely no way. But I'm also I'm not a gym person. I hate going to a gym, and that that goes Gyms back I very think, to the days of. People are staring at you. They're judging you. Yep. Um, and especially when you're bigger, you don't want to be that big person in the gym. Is that not the weirdest thing, though? I think about that all the time is, okay, you would think the one place that a fat person would be accepted 100% would be the gym because everybody's there for the same reason, right? Them, right? Now, unfortunately, and it, it a lot of times holds me off from going, other than the fact that I'm lazy, I'm not saying that, but... When you go to the gym and you see the super built people pushing all the weight, it's intimidating. But you would think that, like, when that big person comes in, hell yeah, bring it on, let's go, let's go. So what better place should you be accepted than someone? Everybody has the same goal. That's to look better at a exactly. gym, right? Exactly, right. The we thing. should be, we should be celebrating yes. any, any larger person who is stepping into a gym and stepping yep. out of their comfort zone to say, hey, I want to try to make changes. Like, they should be welcomed with open arms and never Weird that they're not. feel yep. judged. Yep. Um, that was not my reality. Even yeah. Yeah. even Agreed. if people weren't looking at me, I always felt like they were. And it was so enough to gyms, d- you're not going to go. A, it was just a mental, like, mm-hmm. I, I, I really could never do it. And so Camp Gladiator did this. They came to our work and ran some kind of special. And I was like, yeah, okay, I'll try it. It was Whatever. shortly after, I mean, having lost the weight and kind of been like, okay, I want to. I, I need, I need to something here, to be yeah. able to maintain and keep this off. And I absolutely love it. Um, I've made some amazing friends doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, Shout out uh, Camp, Gladiator, Camp Gladiator, whichever one you're awesome. a part of. I hope we got a bunch of new listeners. Uh, Camp Gladiator is amazing. Um, and so, yeah, so I, I do that all the time. And my mom laughs at me because I've, you know, they were super quickly with all the COVID stuff, um, went virtual. And so what's great about Camp Gladiator now is used to, because it was only in person, it yeah. had to be in your city. Well, now you can do it from anywhere, which yeah. is phenomenal. So there's no excuses now, Landry. You should join. <laughs> she got me. Just put my name down as a referral. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's funny. So, 
Like my so mom's, you're working out from home now too. Well, yeah, I, I, think, I tend to still do the in person because I like my crew. Well, they're my support system. You right? need people there. Like I feel like the out home workouts. It takes a very disciplined person. Cassandra, actually, that's probably what she's doing right now in the driveway. She does it almost every day. She doesn't go to the gym. If she doesn't go, she's got resistance bands and weights and medicine balls, and she'll get the kids out there. A lot. It's not uncommon for me to get like a glass of whiskey and plop up a chair and just watch her workout. I've never <laughs> once joined her. I never will. That takes discipline to do it at it home. Is, but you need to me in order to to, to stick to a, a workout plan. Like you said, the the team that you've come and now your friends yeah. to push each other. And like when you don't want to do it or you're wanting to quit the reps, like, hey, come on, Stace, it's two more, you know. Yeah, and that's just it. So, so for me, it's it really is. It's about the interaction. It's about the accountability. Mm-hmm. Um, I've actually one of one of my trainers is she's seriously one of my best friends at this yeah. point. We've become super close. There's a um, what I call my crew. Like we've we've actually we go on trips up to the cabin together. We travel. Oh really? We have yeah. How so, cool I mean, is that? We've go we've hang just, out afterwards. Yeah, I mean, we've and... just got our group and That's we've just fun. become really good friends. So we you know we hang out outside of Camp Gladiator, but we're accountable. So mm-hmm. I mean, I literally on the way over here there was a text being like, Hey, who's showing up tonight for camp? So, so that's, what's nice about it. Uh, and that's, that's been a huge piece for me and being able to, you know, maintain and do well. And, and again, I mean, I can do stuff that, you know, even when I first joined, I mean, they would be like, okay, you need to do a burpee. And I'd be like, hell no. Yeah, that's not not, happening. I mean, just, I'm not going to do it. And it's, some of it was, I didn't physically feel that I could, you know, I have some knee issues and that kind of stuff. And I've had to make modifications, but now I do stuff that I never would have thought I could. Um, they do a, um, it's called CG Games, that they run every year where basically you're... It's like a version of the CrossFit Games for yeah, all y'all. Yeah, yeah. yeah, CrossFit Games, little mini Olympics yeah. type thing. Um, and I decided to do it this year, and I did Hell it just yes. for myself. I was like, I'm not... You're not super, going to win first place. competitive people, yeah. and they're wanting to make finals and all that, and my goal was I want to finish. Let's and I go. don't even care how long it takes me. Yep. Um, and so I talked one of the girls into doing it with me and I'm so glad I did it. I mean, it, it really was to just prove to myself that I could do it and just reinforce for me how far I have come. Good for you. That's Um, awesome. That's so cool. And, and again, I think it all, it just, it comes back to being comfortable with who you are. And so, you know, at the end of the day, it's, you gotta be true to yourself, right? I want to be healthy. I am never, I'm never going to be tiny. I'm never going to be a size two as much as I would love to look like Cassandra like that's never gonna happen that's right. not it's not how I'm built that's just- well in a lot of people like it it really is like this isn't a cop-out but genetics play a bigger role and the more that I get into the nursing and understanding the human body like one of the first things we ask when we admit a patient to the floor is family history you usually ask that before you get the patient's history because I want to see not only what's going on in your body, but what are you going to be prone to? Heart disease, diabetes, all that stuff is more, uh, it's more, you're more prominent if your parents have it. Absolutely. And, and it runs in our family. Everybody obesity is. Obesity very much is, yeah. a, is genetic. But you look, I don't know how, Gentry is the skinniest Griffith, okay? I don't know how long it's been since you've seen Gentry. He's like this big around. Oh, it's, it's okay, it's, it's been a minute, so. It's crazy. Now, granted... He coaches, so he teaches kids. I'm sure a lot of his students, hey, we need to eat this and this. He works out. He works out with his students. He works out with the other coaches. Um, him and his wife, though, are very disciplined. Like, they don't eat out. 
They cook dinner almost every night. He adds in his meats and his veggies. Very disciplined, which is crazy because he grew up pretty chubby little kid too. Yeah. But he's tiny. It's crazy. Yeah, he, was, he was the chubby twin. Absolutely. It's <laughs> funny. Like it, things flopped really quick when we became adults. And then Garrett's small too. Like, yeah. he, he kind of goes up and down, but he's pretty little, too. Like, I'm by far have the biggest gut of all three of us. It's hilarious, which, to me, tells me that I'm the happy of us all three of us. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, a lot of that time, like, and the reason I even said that is, like, you know for sure you're never going to be wearing a size 2 pant, whatever you put in there. But that's just the way that genetics have blessed you with or unblessed right. you with. It's just, like, sometimes people can't get to that. You know, I've known people who like do every ab workout and eat and follow the stuff and try it all who have strong stomachs, but they're never going to have that six pack that people are going to see across from the gym or right. I mean, from the, the beach or something. You yeah. know, you got to accept that this is the body you're given and treat it with respect and treat it with health. And then I was actually telling Cassandra this earlier today is I need to start eating better and feeling better about myself. I don't care what I look like, you know, but I've got to have the mentality healthy, right? that I feel better. Yeah. You know, when I, right before you got here, I ate Taco Bello, which was funny. I was like, you know, you feel full and you feel like shit, but if I would have just went and got like a healthier sandwich or a salad or a wrap or something, I probably would have felt better about that choice. Right. Let's face it. Sometimes you don't want to. Sometimes yeah. you like, or at least for me, I mean, I fully get into that. Like, I just want to dive face first into yep. a platter of Mexican food. Hell yes. And you know what? I've come to a point in my life where I'm like, denying myself is not going to do any good. Do I always make the best eating choices? Hell no. I I will fight this until the day I die. Mm-hmm. But I've reached a point where I can be realistic and mm-hmm. I can be practical and would I would I still like to take some pounds off? Sure. Absolutely. And you know that and that's okay, but I am I'm not unhappy with where I am. I'm not unhappy with with my size am i still still self-conscious about parts of my body yes i refuse to wear shorts yeah. i hate my legs and so because i hate them i don't want anybody else mm-hmm. looking at them because i don't want the potential that they yeah. may be judged so yeah it's a rare thing that you're ever going to see me in mm-hmm. shorts you're probably it's a rare thing that you're ever going to see me in a swimsuit unless mm-hmm. you know we're really good friends kind of thing but that's okay i mean that's just who i am and i think that's where being comfortable in yourself mm-hmm. yes yes health is extremely important sure. but you have to be comfortable with who you are and so if you're comfortable being a little bit bigger than what society says is okay or then who gives a fuck you know cassandra who and cares? i have talked about we go to vegas probably more than anybody should ever go to vegas like at least every on. other month we're going in three weeks like we have the countdown on the phone we were walking down the strip not too long ago and we saw some girls that were I'm not talking like just huge, but bigger girls who were wearing, I think, correct me on the term, a halter top. Yeah. Is that like, like the belly shirt yeah, is what I call them? There halter. you go. Uh, yeah. Crop tops. And the first thing that I guarantee a lot of people were thinking was, ugh. Cassandra looked at me and said, good for her. And I, I didn't even see her. I'm like, what are you talking about? She goes, that girl right there, that she said, I wish I had that kind of confidence to dress like that, period. Especially if I were to look like that. Like, I think, I do think that the TikTok and the Instagram and stuff, there is, and I can't stand it because they have created us as a society to feel like we have to look a certain way. But I do think more now than it has been in the past, more girls especially are getting more confident to where they don't give a fuck. And I love to see it. And when she said that, I was like, damn, that's a really good perspective because it wasn't out of Cassandra's mouth. wasn't, ugh. 
it was good God, good for her. Yeah. We need more people like that. And if, if you're comfortable with being like that, then you start to realize really quick, it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. It's, Absolutely. It, who cares? It's, it's about, I mean, so body positivity is huge. Mm-hmm. And if anybody who's listening to this and, and you hear somebody body shaming somebody else, like cut that shit stop out it. and stop it stop immediately it. because that's, it's not cool and it is not okay. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, it's, it's not up to me to decide what you should or shouldn't be doing or yep. what you should or shouldn't yeah, be wearing. And so, you know, so you know what, if you're confident in it, mm-hmm. even if you are a little bit bigger, if you're feeling good, cause I don't know what your story is right? and, and you may be, you may be working your ass off to try to, to try to lose a few pounds. And if you are good for you and if you're not, that's okay. Well, see, for what me, I knew I needed to do it for my for my health, for and that's really it, a lot of it came down to it was my happiness and my health. And so, everybody has to come to that decision on their own and on their own time. And so, whether it's losing weight or you may need to be gaining weight I've because you struggle, right? I've got a friend that tries super right? hard, and he hates to bring it up. Who ha- tries everything, and he's naturally skinny. Like you can see, he's defined, but because he's so skinny. And he's like, man, he said, I hate having this conversation, but I wish I could, I wish I could gain 20 pounds, but I cannot do right. it. Right. Like I he drive. Knows he can't say that to people. Right. I mean, I drive by a Taco Villa and I gain 20 pounds yeah, just exactly. thinking about it. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I retain water like a camel. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's unreal. But again, that's just, that's my body. That's how it works. And, uh, but other people struggle to gain weight and they, there's nothing they would want more. And so. No more should we be shaming somebody who you might consider as outside of society's bounds of what is acceptable and, God forbid, they're yep. fat. And yep. again, hate using that word. We shouldn't shame them any more than we should shame somebody who's tiny. Describing and honestly, them. even by saying something like, well, I don't understand. Why Why is that person even here at Weight Watchers? They don't need to lose weight. Like, stop that shit. You know what? I, and I never thought about that until just now. So... And I'm going to use the girl that we saw walking down the strip as a great example because the confidence that this girl had was awesome, right? You don't know that person. For all we know, maybe this girl was 450 pounds and now she's down to 250 pounds. Like how big of an accomplishment she's like, hell yeah, if you would have seen me 200 pounds ago, this is skinny to me. Yeah. I never even thought about it like that. So maybe that Weight Watchers person, well, maybe they just moved over here and they were from another Weight Watchers from Dallas and now they're in Weight Watchers Lubbock and they were 350. Right. Well, and Hmm. guess what? Even if whether somebody needs to lose or or going into that situation, whether they're going in and they're like, hey, I, I need to lose 150 pounds or they're going in and being like, I've put five pounds on in the last three months and I want to get that five pounds off. Like, again, that's their choice. Hmm. We but like we we tend to shame that way too. Like yeah. why are why are you even here? Where are you, you here? Don't, you don't, you don't know what anything. I do. And with. I have been so guilty with that. Like you don't even, you're not even struggling with weight. I mean yep. I'm a hundred percent guilty in that. And I think that's just where like we uh, all you know, have my to be able to just take a, a step back. Right. Like I would look when at she, Cassandra yeah. and I would be like, whatever. When Cassandra. she works out or eats good, she hears it from people all the time family members too it's like uh, okay cassandra it's like you know what but like maybe the reason she is way she is because she makes those choices so don't judge somebody for being healthy right but let's face as it as much as you just i've, seen, not being I've seen cassandra throw down a double cheeseburger she too. Can, so it's crazy like, how much food and she that's, can eat. again like that's totally cool but and so 
Cause what Cassandra's great at, and I again, I work towards, but I still struggle with it, is Cassandra might be like, hey, I want that double cheeseburger. But because of that, because I ate that, I need to make sure that I'm working out or I'm mm-hmm. eating, I'm doing good and eating salad for uh, the next, you know, three yeah, days. Yeah, one of my best of friends is a physical therapist, and he takes he takes health, he takes working out very serious. Um, he's a pretty stout dude. He... From all the research he's done, whether it's getting his doctorate's degree or just from the research he's done because he enjoys the idea of working out and being healthy, he said the 80-20 rule is the best diet you can ever get on. Don't count calories. Don't count your carbs. All that crap because no one ever sticks to that, right? But he said if you eat 80% of your meals on a seven-day period then you that are healthy for whatever your health is at that point, 20% you can eat like dog shit. Yeah. And so when he, when he first told me that, I was trying to stick to that, but I was trying to do it daily. I'm like, well, shit. I have to eat a salad for supper now because I had a breakfast burrito and a burger for breakfast and lunch. He said, no, it's not a, you, if you think about it for every seven days, every one week period, <laughs> if 80% of your meals are within what whatever you're doing is your health, the other meals don't even matter. He'll yeah. put down a pizza like nobody's business for supper and then he'll tell himself, okay, for tomorrow when I go to the cafeteria, maybe I should get one of the chicken salads instead. Yeah. It's a really good way. And that, that, he said that's the best diet that anyone will ever stick to. Yeah, no, and that's awesome because denial doesn't work either. Nope. I mean, the minute you tell me that, like, oh, you can't have any of that cake or you shouldn't eat that pie, what do I want to do? You want two of them. Not only am I going to eat my piece of cake, but I'm probably going to eat a couple of more, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah, and so, so I think it's just, like, in general, and, and I mean, and it's not just this subject, it's so many subjects right now. Like, everybody just needs to take a step back sometimes and just, like, chill the fuck out, right? Yep. We're about yourself. Um, yeah, it's, you know, let, let people be happy with who you are. And if you're at that point, I agree. who it's gives a shit? So who much. cares if somebody, you're walking at the mall or you're walking down the strip in Las Vegas and somebody might give you a judgmental look? Yeah, like, fuck them. You don't know them anyways. Yeah, I mean, and it took, it's, it's taken me a long, I mean, I'm 43 years old. It's taken me a long time to, like, come to that point in my life where I'm like, you know what? Not everybody's going to like me. People are going to judge me for stuff. And it's okay. It's okay. I and know. I don't have to like everybody yeah. either, right? I don't know why. For some reason, I've had that attitude towards life, even since I was in junior high and high school. It's just kind of embedded into me. So I, like a lot of times for me, I don't understand how people feel like they're being judged, but I feel for people like that. But somehow I was blessed with the mentality of, I don't give a shit what you think about me. I really don't. Like I, I get told all the time that I'm an asshole. I truly don't feel like I am an asshole. I feel like I'm a good person, kind-hearted. I think my family would agree for the most part. I mean, everybody can be a dick, but you just don't put up it's just, yeah, shit. it's just the way that I come across. But once you get to know me, I'm not like that. But I try to teach that to Reagan, especially, and I'll teach the little ones is quit worrying about what you think other people are thinking about you. Be yourself, and if they don't like it, fuck them. They're the ones that are going to be missing out by not getting to know you and being your friend. And odds are they're feeling just as bad about themselves as you think that they are about you. Yeah. You know? Well, and it's it's the stories we tell ourselves, right? So we've done training and stuff at work about, you know, hey, be careful about the story you're telling yourself in a situation. And don't don't climb up the, what I think it's the ladder of inference is what it's called. Because you what can start as simply oh, hey, that I got a funny look from that person. All of a sudden, you build this entire story yep. up into your head yep. about why you got that look. Yep. When it literally is something as simple as somebody was 
looking at you know they weren't even looking at you yeah what if they the just got a like a text and like it's like text. they're right. yeah like oh fuck them and they make that with you and like now you've con- you built created this, this whole thing in your story head. in your head right? i tell that to reagan a lot i'll say they're not laughing at you i promise they're not i used to go when i used to go to the gym a lot there was a one point in my life that i was going twice a day i was i just loved working out i was seeing some gains and pushing weights and stuff but i brought two of my friends who are both listening uh c-mill and steven i'm calling y'all out when we used to go work out, is pretty little dudes. Now, I'm not big and strong, but compared to them at the time, I was, right? Because I was going a lot. But they didn't want to go, and they were like, shit, because I was grabbing, like, I don't know, let's say 45-pound dumbbells to do, like, a press. And they were having to do 20 or 25s. Yeah. I had been going to the gym for a year, right? And I told them, I said, look me in the eyes right now. And I'm like, what? I said, don't break eye contact with me. How much is the guy bench pressing right next to me? I don't know. That's it exactly. That's because he doesn't know what you're doing either. You think he's judging you for pushing up 20, 25 pounds when he's pushing up 95. But if you don't know what he's doing, odds are he has no idea what you're doing. You create in your head these scenarios where people are judging you. They're worried about themselves. We live in a very fast-paced society. We don't have time to worry about other people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And like, and it's hard for me because I am a world champion worry wart. Like, are you? Oh, my gosh, yes. I, something teeny tiny will happen and I will run it through my head and I will run scenarios and here's what I should have done. And I mean, I will like obsess over it and, and it's, and sometimes, I mean, I do, I just have to take a step back and I'm like, this is the stupidest, smallest thing. Like, why are you letting this like rule your life right now, Stacey? And so, uh, yeah, it's, it's just, it's really interesting. And so again, you know, not an expert by any means. I, I, I still struggle with this every day. One, I'm going to start off with this one and then ask another one. Do you think that it's easier for a guy to be bigger or fatter than it is for a girl in American society? That's a good question. And my, my immediate response is yes. I think it's way more I, acceptable. I think... I do think it is easier because you know, we talked at the very beginning about about standards, and while yes, there there are some standards in place for guys, mm-hmm. it's not near to the level that you see it for females. You don't see and females, a, yeah. and females are not. And we're getting much better about it, but we're we're not, we don't always support one another, and so we're the first. We can be the first you to tear yourself, each other. Yeah. We criticize ourselves. And we criticize each other. So we can be the first to tear each other down rather than supporting each other and standing up for one another. And you're seeing, you are seeing a lot of that change, which is like huge kudos on, on that respect because Hey, you know, stand up for your sister. Right. Um, but yeah, I do, I do think that it's, it's easier for guys to do it, um, or to be larger. And cause I think it's also, Guys, for some reason, can get away with, oh, he's the funny big guy, mm-hmm. or because there's usually usually like humor attached yeah. to it. Whereas, as a female and you're larger, I mean, how many times you might hear, oh, but you have such a pretty face. And it's like, okay, well, great, like you totally just tore me down. But how yeah. often do you look at a larger a larger guy and be like, you know, he would be so handsome if right. Like, you don't tend to go there. You, instead, it's more like, dude, he's the funniest well, dude you know, or kind of thing. Here's a term that, that I think a lot of, like, it accepted half of bigger people, but you left out all the women, is dad bod. Like, that's just a thing now, right? People right, are so rocking okay. the dad bod. So the dad bod is essentially, like, my body type, right? 
Yeah. I'm not like morbidly obese, but I've got a gut. I'm okay with it. That's totally acceptable. I'm sure a lot of people find that body type even super attractive now right. because it's been a thing. Chris Pratt was a, a lot of the reason when the dad bod came. I can remember a picture that was going around Facebook years ago where he was coming out of the out of out of the ocean. I'm sure you could look it up. And he was a chubby dude. You know, he dude's carved out of marble now, but and that was like what made it socially acceptable. But yeah. Why is there not a mom bod? Why does why is it not okay for you to have a certain body type and it be celebrated, but for me it is. Yeah. That's well, bullshit. but that's just, it's again, and then even in that, it's not just body type. I mean, I, fight me if you want, but the glass ceiling is alive and well. Um, it's, it's never been fully broken. I mean, women, women just face different things, right? Yeah, and not for that, sure. not that no, men don't sure. face different things than women. Um, well, there's no denying you can't, do, right? you can't deny that. And if you're denying but, that conversation, you're a jackass. I don't want anything to do with you. Yeah, guys. but it's like, because while you're seeing more women be, being comfortable and going out in a bathing suit or a bikini when yeah. they when they've got a little bit of a tummy or a little bit of a belly um and and like i said you know typically like you're not going to yeah. you're generally not going to see me in yeah. a in a bathing suit in general but like we went to hawaii for my niece's 16th birthday over spring break and so of course we're out on the beach like that's that's all she wanted to do she of course was like, yeah. yeah every time i go to yep, that's and what I reagan was like, wants to oh, do crap i'm gonna have to buy some swimsuits and be seen in them and and i'm perfectly fine if you take my picture from like the waist up yeah, <laughs> yeah waist down is, is where i still tend hmm. to be really self-conscious um but I remember my sister she took a photo of my niece and i just on the shore um and she was she was up on the beach and and it was it was getting near sundown and so for the most part we're both in shadow yeah and i and when she sent that picture to me i mean i looked at that and i honestly i mean again my first thought was wow i'm not as big as i think i i don't look bad shut the hell up yeah, I mean... That's so cool because 99% of people, I would say... Well, I say people because I do the same thing. When I see pictures, I'm like, holy shit, I didn't know I yeah. was that big. Now, again, that's I said fantastic. most of it was in shadow, so you couldn't still, see all though, the dimples and shit, right? Like, which is what I hate. you got to take that out because yeah. that's what you see on your legs. Like, right. for some reason, that's what you see. But it's so cool to see that you've, with everything you've struggled with in the body image, that this was just, what, four or five months ago? Yeah. It, whenever March was that you're now looking at a picture of yourself and you're like, you know what? All right, I got this. This is pretty cool. Like, that's not what I thought you were going to say when you saw the picture. Yeah, no, I mean, I was awesome. I was, I was, was actually pleased with it. That's I mean, really I was cool. I kind of like, Good for you. Lindsay, you're okay to put this picture up on Yeah, this has been Facebook. Facebook approved. Now, she also then posted a picture again where I was in shorts because we were doing like this guided hike thing. And again, <laughs> I don't like to wear shorts. And I, I was like, oh my God, that's the worst yeah. picture ever. I hate yeah. that. But again, I'm super self-conscious about my legs. I hate them. But, you know, you talked about how with Aunt Rita, like, we, you looked at a picture and was like, whoa. Yep. Like, yep. The, like, for you, like, that was kind of the trigger. It took me back. Yeah, so, so, same thing for me. Like, now I look back on pictures of me when I was at my highest weight and, and you know, like I said, just, just yeah. barely under, under 400. And I look back now and I am just like... Holy shit! How, one, how, how did I? How, how like how? How did that even happen? How yeah. did I let myself get that big? Because I never saw myself that big. So it's really not until after the fact 
that I can, I honestly can truly look at it with clear eyes and well, just be like, wow, I was, I wasn't big. I was huge. It's a slow, slow road and a long journey to get that big though. You know, it's not Absolutely. like you were skinny and overnight. then tomorrow you were 400 pounds. So you see yourself so much Right, X amount per days in the, the mirror, mirror and right. you don't see it's like whenever you your children grow you don't realize it and the, like perfect examples when Riley came up and gave you a hug you're like oh my god I you know he, he's changed completely it's been you know year 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 and a half since I've seen him but for me I'm like well well I see the growth but every second you know what I'm saying yeah. so you don't see the growth till yeah. someone's like oh my gosh you're yeah. so tall or exactly and so so yeah so it's looking back now I mean I I definitely I'm like wow I can't believe I let myself get that big but to your point it didn't happen overnight, and guess mm. what? It didn't come off overnight. Yeah, I'm I sure mean, twice and, as hard. Yeah, I took the easy route, and mm. I had surgery, so mine came off a lot quicker than for some people. I mean, that's the thing with surgery; like, you're literally going to lose like 30 pounds in two weeks, yep. kind of a thing. Yeah, because you're on a, you're on a liquid diet; like, yep. you're not getting anything. Yeah. Um, but again, if that's what you need to do, so here, anybody who's struggling with this, anybody who's considering surgery, like, I am a wholehearted proponent of it don't be scared of it i've had multiple conversations with people over the years shared my experience to just give them give them some an outlook on it from Mm -hmm. somebody who's done it in real life that they know so don't be afraid of it fuck anyone who's like you're cheating you're taking the easy way out because you know what surgery is not the easy way out surgery is one of the hardest decisions you will make it is one of the hardest decisions that you will make because again it is a major surgery and you are altering how your digestive system works that's a great point i'm glad you said that and 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 some stuff a band is reversible they were able to take my band out i Mm -hmm. have scarring from it so i still i still occasionally stuff can kind of get stuck it's right I'll still have moments where I eat one bite too many and I may need yeah. to go throw up. And it's not because my stomach is too, is only a third of the size that mm. it was. It's from scarring on okay. that band removal. But some of these surgeries, they're not reversible. Some of them are. And so you just said that. Oh, I'm going to repeat that. It is a Surgery hard, is not the easy way out. It is a hard decision to make, and it's not the easy way out. And guess what? That. It's also, it's not a one-stop solution. Again, I mean, I'm, what did we decide? Six years, not 16. <laughs> there was a six involved in a five. There, I don't know, five, six, <laughs> 56 years ago. It's been a minute. You know, but yes, you can, you can relapse and you're still, you're still going to have to fight it. You still yeah. have to make good choices. Yeah. It's not, it's not just like this one and done and you, still and you never have to, have to think about health. it again. You know, I still, I still have to watch what I eat. I still have to work out. I still have to do that. But so it's it's not it's not an easy decision and you're not cheating if that's the I'm route so you need to you take because that. some people that is somebody that's here the I only route that. that you can take right because you've tried everything else and even yep. if you haven't tried everything else but you're just like hey I'm done and I think this is the route I need to go do it embrace it wholeheartedly and who cares what somebody else thinks or if they think you're taking an easy way out like that don't you don't need those kind of people in your life anyways right but don't let that be a factor for not moving forward with what you feel is best for you god i love that like yeah i'm gonna have reagan on soon i talked to her today about uh wanting to do a podcast just going into her senior year kind of the life experience she's learned up to this point of being a senior and what she expects for her future i just think it'd be cool but i was going over some things in my head on what I want to talk to her about. And one thing is 
is the, I think one of the most important things you can do in life is to worry about what makes you happy and not worry about what anybody else thinks. So that's yeah. that's so cool. I wanted to ask you one more question, okay? When you were at your biggest, mm-hmm. okay, were you unhappy? So at the time, I would have said, no, I'm I'm not unhappy. Okay. Um, was I fully happy? No. But I wasn't necessarily unhappy. unhappy. Um, it's just, it's what it was. It was it was what I knew. Now, looking back, okay. I can recognize that I was more unhappy than I realized. Um, I've, I've let my weight rule my life. And I was very large during, you know, again, from like college until I was past 30. Yeah. So... Generally, when you're like, I should be living life, and this is when I should be going out, and I should be dating, and I should be doing all of this stuff. And because I was large, and because I was self-conscious, and do that, I never really took advantage of that. You were just kind of recluse. I'm, yeah, you know, 43-year-old single woman, which I'm totally fine with, by the way. Like, um, I'm okay with that. I'm 100% good with where I am. Yeah. Uh, guess what? I don't have to answer to anybody. I get to spend my money how I want to. <laughs> yeah, I can travel yeah. when I want absolutely. to. Um, I don't have kids like yeah. begging me for stuff. So I'm I'm not upset by that. But I also didn't necessarily. I wasn't comfortable with myself and comfortable to take advantage kind of of those years yeah. either. Yeah. Um, in that respect. And so again, at the time, I didn't see myself as being unhappy. And I don't know that I would say that I was even fully unhappy. Okay. Even now, but I wasn't. I wasn't as happy as I could have been, and it's not until after the fact and having having lost weight and having just had more confidence in myself and also coming to the realization that, guess what, not everybody's going to like me. Like, you know, lots of factors play into that, but I'm, I'm comfortable in who I am. I like my life. I'm, you know, I'm good. So if, if I never marry, hey, I, that's fine. Sure. That doesn't have to be the path necessarily. No, and it's take. drilled into people's heads like and you got to be married, you got to have a kids on everybody. Garrett, my brother, who's happily married, they don't have kids, and like I'm sure people are like, why don't you have kids? Because they don't want them, and they're right. so happy. You know what they do on the weekends? They say, fuck it, hey, we're gonna go to Austin to the music festival. We're gonna go to the cabin. They don't ask. They don't have yeah, to get exactly. Baby. We got to line babysitters up two months in advance to go out of town. Oh, don't I know it? Um, <laughs> Yeah, and like, and that's what's great is I don't, I don't really have to answer to anybody. I just got back from a week by myself in yeah. the cabin, and it was great because I could just, I could do it. And yeah, if I want to spend money, if I want to make a big purchase, like it's, it's my call to make. Yeah, and, for sure. And so, guess what? Yeah, I may, I may be in my forties. I may be single, and yes, I have a cat. Oh dear, you know. So, so yeah, okay, whatever. Um, I'm meeting all the stereotypes, right? Um, and, but it's, it's okay. And you can, it's no big deal. Like, again, just, it's, it's about being happy. And, and I've just, I've come to a point finally in life where it's like, you know, would I, again, we talk about, would I still like to possibly lose a little weight? Absolutely. I mean, I got, I got pones, I got dimples, but if I never lost another pound, you'd be content. I'm okay. I'm okay with where I am. I'm okay with who I am. And so that's what, that would be just my encouragement is. Be healthy. Yep. If you're healthy and you can be happy and you're confident and you can be true to yourself, like don't don't reach for unattainable standards because they're unattainable. They're unattainable for a reason. Yeah. I don't. 
I hate when I hear people that struggle with self-confidence because I've, I've always been more confident than not. I think that's a lot of the reason I was able to marry someone like Cassandra, not just because of how gorgeous she is, oh, but dude, you married up like, so much, way, like so much way up. <laughs> at the stature of what she does, how she carries herself, her paychecks, like all these things. But that, someone had told me one time and it makes perfect sense. Like people are like, well, why is like, you see like the hot girl walking down the street with like an uglier guy or something or a shorter guy or a chubbier guy. Cause he's the only one that was confident enough to go up and talk to her. All these big, badass, muscle bounded D bags that you see at the bar. They're all standing by themselves with a group of muscled up D bags, you know? Yeah. Yeah. There's a reason, right? Have that self-confidence to just go up and believe in yourself or whatever it is, however you look, however you feel, be you and you'd be surprised what you can accomplish in life. Right. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, approach the hot girl, ask her out, wear the crop top walking down the street. Damn straight, yep, I agree. Put your swimsuit on and who gives a shit and go walk on a beach in Maui, and if somebody takes a picture, who cares? I agree. Even if they post it on Facebook, I mean, like... I got a buddy of mine, speaking of the beach, and it's funny because, like, if people knew who I was talking about, and I'm not going to say his name, uh, they'd probably be blown away. He, He travels all over, who has been to multiple nude beaches... And he, like, if you knew him, you're like, there's no way. Like, he's super quiet and introverted. are not what they're cracked up to be. That's what, yeah, that's what he's told me. But, like, I always ask him. I was like, he's like, yeah, I found one. Like, did you drop trout? He's like, oh, yeah, dude, for sure. I'm like, good for you. I just don't think I could do that myself, even if I was with Cassandra. Yeah, but, like, he's like, yeah, it's, not, it's not a bunch of smoking hot people walking around. He's, no. It's just so funny. It's like, he didn't give a shit. He's got the confidence. I don't care. I'm yeah. going to go get naked and walk around. Yeah, new beaches are generally, like, old, wrinkly people. I've they're, never they're, seen one. They're not. I've, I've never even seeing reference of one where like you said it's just it's a really like hot <laughs> hot, hot guy is you know walking around and yeah, like just the 90 year old the 90 year old dude right um but yeah that's like it, and that's just it it's it's just you know if you've got if you've got confidence like do what you want and yep. fuck the haters fuck the haters i may just name this episode fuck the haters <laughs> I appreciate you coming over. This was cool. I think that I think a lot of people need to hear stuff like this, even if it's not a weight thing. Every I think everybody struggles with something, absolutely, on a daily basis. The problem is, is most people can't talk about it. Um, give the confidence. Don't fucking worry about what the girls on TikTok look like. Like they're making money to do that shit. Like it's so stupid. Worry about you. Worry about yourself. Worry about the ones that care about you. That's all you really need in life. Like people who don't like it, can, like you said. This is the best way. Go fuck them. And quit pushing unreasonable standards on kids. So, yes, you want your kids to be healthy. That's that's one thing. But right. don't, like, don't harp on them. So just let them be, right? Yep. Don't harp on them to lose weight. Or, yep. oh, you look like you put on a few pounds. Like, mm. it's not the end of the world, right? The problem is, is most people who deal with that are the ones that really struggle with weight for the rest of their right. lives. Sneaking in food. Uh, and that's what it does when you're the harping that's yeah. when you're like oh, okay well i'm just not going to tell people that i'm doing it i mean i'm going to stop again, you again i i was guilty of that and mm-hmm. so like they're kids like just let them be i, I mean agree. yes you want to agree don't get me wrong you want your you want your kids to to be popular to yeah, be good looking be, and there is yeah. absolutely nothing wrong with that but really what you want more than anything right is for them to be happy and healthy mm. And if you can hit that, and I, this again coming from someone who doesn't have kids, it's really easy for well, me no, to tell I you think, that. Right? I think the hundred average listeners that I get, everybody is probably sitting in the car right now when you said, "Hmm." Like I, I think that that's probably spoke to anybody more than anything is right there. That's that's a good one, and I love that. Everybody needs to hear that. 
Well, thanks for traveling all the way from the big I Dallas, Texas. I mean, you know, came way out of my way. But again, I got my Taco Villa, my Taco you got Express. Your Taco Villa. Probably hit Slayton Bakery on the way. Well, when you said tomorrow. cookies, I assumed it was Slayton Bakery. Yeah, no, so now you have to. I haven't to. made it up there. I was really upset that the Littlefield Sausage Place is closed. So I've closed it down, and they've got the best jerky in the world. Yeah, they just they were on vacation this week, so that I sucks. just timed it bad. But oh well, your mom has them frozen in the freezer. So she I'm always has them. Like, I didn't know that. I was afraid you were saying like they closed them. My no, mom no, no, used no. to always no, call me like, "Hey, going to Little Food? You need some jerky?" Like, yeah, yeah I, don't even ask me. Just I, give me some. I don't think I've ever had their jerky, but their sausage is. Oh, their jerky's for. fantastic. I don't know. A and M's jerky is the best. Oh, is it? So the Little Food's second best. Yeah. <laughs> this was awesome. I appreciate you coming over. Kind of open it up. I know it's not always easiest thing to do. Um, a lot of people don't understand it. This is why I'm trying to get more guests on. And the reason a lot of my friends are hesitant, like, I don't want to talk in front of a bunch of people. Like, you're only talking to me. You're right? talking to We're Landry a conversation. and a giant pink stuff. And a giant unicorn pink unicorn that won't stop staring at her. <laughs> it's very simple. It's fun. I need more guests. If anybody wants to come on, let's do it. Stacy, thanks again. This has thanks been awesome. It's it cool awesome. to see the transition you've made. I'm very well, proud of you. Thank you. All right. Peace.